You're listening to DraftKings Network. Please pass the pepperoni pizza, por favor. Okay. You know, you can think of it, the D on your shirt. I'm not, Keep it below that. I'm not looking at myself. Well, I'll think of it that yeah, way for yeah, you. there you go. You can do this. Give me eyebrows if I'm going too high. Well, right? I might do that anyway, <laughs> so I'll just go. There, okay. <laughs> with that face, though, because if you just do it with a straight face, I won't know. I'll go. All right. Here we go. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan in New York City, freezing my ass off. Over there, Charlotte Wilder, nonplussed. Well, nonplussed by the weather. I'm not not freezing my ass off, but I am nonplussed about it. I'm very plussed. I mean, it's super plussed. Super plussed. I'm still wearing the same pants from yesterday because these are the heaviest, thickest the, pants I have in my pant inventory. The leggings on. I have the leg. Absolutely, I got the body. The shape. Is that what's? Me. Is that under, what's under? That's your... the shapewear. Yeah. Uh, we got <laughs> bet the show a little bit later today. Mm-hmm. Charlotte? We sure do. It's brought to you by DraftKings, so you know we got to do it. The, I can't wait. The big bucks said, mm, make it happen. And we shall. But you got to get to the headlines of the day, starting with, we had a trade. We did. At long last. At long last. It was rumored. It was rumored that mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam would be departing Canada and yes. the Raptors and heading to an equally cold and fun place, Indiana, to the Pacers. What was your first thought when you saw that trade happen? Well, my first thought was, wow, they didn't have to give up anything other than Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, obviously, is a, yeah, we all love Bruce Brown. He's a great role player. He was a, a great building block for that championship in Denver last year. I thought that was a big get yeah. for Indiana. Having said that, Siakam kind of makes him redundant because everything that Bruce does, Siakam does at a bigger level. Mm-hmm. He, he's bigger. He's longer. Uh, he's uh, just as good a defensive player. Yep. He can also ball handle and create off the dribble like Bruce could. And he's a pretty good shooter as well. And so it's going to be interesting to watch Siakam play with a bona fide point guard again. You know, something he hasn't had since really Kyle Lowry. Right. No disrespect to Fred Van Vliet. I think he's a, a, a fine player. But not really the, let me set you up. Let me make life easier for you. Yeah. And Siakam has kind of had to inherit that role in Toronto. Yep. And he, he's okay at it. But it it takes away, I think, from his game. Now getting to play with the ultimate playmaker in the NBA right now, he gets to be himself. And then now the playmaking he does bring to the table it's secondary, right? Yep. It's the defense is all focused on this side of the court. We swing, swing. Now it's Siakam over here with a secondary pick and roll on the other side. Now the defense is scrambling. I think it. This is a great pickup for Indiana, and also kind of a nuts on the table pickup. Like, yeah. we're serious about accelerating our progression plan. I also think that it makes the Pacers dangerous in a way because dangerous. yeah, they, they were always dangerous, right? I know, I know. But this makes them super dangerous. Yeah. Super dangerous. <laughs> Is that what you were going for? Yeah, um more. well JJ Reddick pointed out um on the old man and the three that Siakam leads the NBA in field goals and transition. Mm-hmm. So here's a Pacers team that moves super fast. Everybody talks about also I think leading the league in points in the paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are yeah. so so. Siakam also, you give up Bruce Brown, sure, who was a part of that championship team. 
Siakam won a championship. Yep. People forget. Yep, yep. He won a championship with Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. They scare me now. So in a th- good way. This is the number one offense in the history of the NBA. I'm not being facetious. If you look at the stats, points per 100 possessions, no team has scored more points per 100 possessions in the history of basketball than the Indiana Pacers. And they just added an all-star caliber offensive player. You talk about points in the paint yeah. that they lead. They lead in league in scoring. They lead the league in points of transition. This just makes them faster because it's another dude who can push the floor up, who's super athletic, who can run up ahead and and finish at the break. It gives Tyrese Halliburton another option. Again, no disrespect to Bruce Brown. You were an option too. But this is an all-star caliber option. Yes. And that's that's a big thing. Now here are here's the downside, the quote unquote downside. Right? Number one, Siakam's a free agent at the end of the year. And allegedly told all courting teams, I'm not going to commit to anybody. You trade for me, you trade, but we got to see what happens. So Indiana is inheriting a bit of risk here, a flight risk. Number two is the number of draft picks given up. They give up three first-round picks to get them. But, Charlotte, there's there's a a big but. There's an asterisk there. There is. People hear three first-round picks, and they're like, oh, my God, you gave up the future of your team. Right. But, um, and... Tom Haberstroh wrote about this in the Finder in his Substack. Mm-hmm. Not all first round picks are created, created equal. equal. In yeah. fact, the the value drops significantly from the first mm-hmm. to the thirtieth pick. Um, and also, the Knicks giving up a second round pick for right. OG and Anubi is not too different from the seventeenth to nineteenth picks right. that the Pacers. Also, next year's draft. This year's. Oh my God, it's twenty twenty four already. It's already twenty twenty four. Holy crap! Uh, is that this year's draft is not anything that people are super pumped about? Right. It, it, like so. So there's a couple of things going on, right? Like the Knicks gave up a second round pick. Like oh, second round pick. That's way worse. But they gave up Detroit's second round pick, which is literally like thirty one. It's going to be either thirty one or thirty two. Yeah. Right. It's. If they get on a hot streak, maybe the Spurs pass them. But <laughs> but it's it's going to be basically 31. But as you said, Tom, who referenced a an article by Kevin Pelton, yep. who had written for ESPN Insider in 2019, about the value of a pick. So when you look at those picks, one of them, as we said, is their pick from this year. But as we established, probably of equal value to the Knicks second rounder uh, that was sent to Toronto. Then you've got another pick. That's coming this year. That's not theirs. It is the least favorable of a collection of teams. I believe the, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Rockets, and maybe someone else. Doesn't matter, right? Like, right. Whatever the worst one is of that group of four, <laughs> that's what's going to Toronto. Yes. And then they have their first round pick in 2026. But the assumption, and every time you're trading future first, you're operating on an assumption. Toronto is playing... I don't think you're going to be good in 2026. And the Pacers are saying, I think we're going to be great in 2026. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's what the trade-off is. You know, whenever we talk about trade rumors or or trades that actually happened or first-round picks or set or lesser pick of this one or that, it feels like I, I think my brain shuts off a little bit because it feels like math class where they're like, a train leaves Chicago <laughs> at, and then if it leaves yeah. New York. But if there are three basketball players on the train from Chicago and I... Yeah. Anyway, so I'm I, I'm learning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> back in the day before every, but it's we- math. <laughs> every website had all of this stuff available, mm-hmm. guess who had to track that for the Phoenix? Let side? me guess. Let, hold on. Let me guess. Amin Alhassan. That's right. I had a whiteboard and I had oh my God. every single, I had to track. Every, but you studied engineering. 
it's that that doesn't help. Like, uh, or it helps minimally your ability to to concentrate on boring stuff. But yeah, like following, it was weird. There was one pick that had been traded. I want to say originally in like 1999, and like in 2009, I'm still tracing. It goes here, and then it goes here. But if it goes there, then it ends up here. And it's like one of those things, like this pick that's going to Toronto. You have to track four different teams, what they're doing, and then realize within that there are protections. So it's like the least favorable unless it falls under this. It's math. It's a math problem. It's, they it's should teach chart. kids math this way. I don't, no, that would be really confusing. I know my kids wouldn't learn. That. I don't have children. So Indiana, super scary. Yes. Let's, let's put some on it, though. Not, okay. not just super scary. Is this clearly a top six team, like out of the plan? Yes. Okay. I think so. Is this a team that can go top four home court advantage? Yeah, we so saw them Bo- beat Boston at Bo- home. Boston without won. So Siakam. Bo- Boston's clearly one, right? I'm going to say Philly is clearly two record wise. Yep. And then it gets a little. Excuse me, Milwaukee Bucks, is two. Yeah. Yeah. So those three, they're they're in a class of their own. But now when you start talking about the four spot. You're talking about them, talking about the Knicks, talking about the Heat. Yep. You're talking about who else are we talking about? Maybe, maybe the Magic. Maybe the Magic. Maybe Had the a Magic. Slide, but but so it gets real competitive. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte, if I ask you, let's go Magic, Knicks, Cavs, and Pacers. Who do you like the best out of that bunch? Pacers. Me too. Um, in serious and very sad news, the Warriors assistant coach, Dayan Milojevic, passed away on Wednesday after he suffered a heart attack at a team dinner. He was 46, uh, beloved around the league. The game they were supposed to play in Utah was canceled. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr released a statement saying, We are absolutely devastated by Dayan's sudden passing. This is a shocking and tragic blow for everyone associated with the Warriors and an incredibly difficult time for his family, friends, and all of us who had the incredible pleasure to work with him. In addition to being a terrific basketball coach, Dayan was one of the most positive and beautiful human beings I have ever known. Someone who brought joy and light to every single day with his passion and energy. We grieve with and for his wife, Natasha, and their children, Nicola and Masa. This loss is unfathomable. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's weird... You think NBA coaches, and some of them are very famous. Head coaches are famous. Everyone mm-hmm. knows the head coaches. Everyone knows Steve Kerr. Everyone knows Rick Carlisle, Monty Williams. These names are familiar to us. And sometimes the assistant coach names are familiar to us because they've either, either been great players in the NBA in the past, like guys like Sam Cassell, for example, or maybe they're just guys that have been around long enough to you, you recognize that name or that face. Uh, but a lot of times I think fans watch a game and they see the bench, and they just see faces. Mm-hmm. And they don't know who these people are, or what their stories are, why they're there, or even care sometimes. And Dayon wasn't just an assistant coach. This guy was a very accomplished player in Serbia, in the Adriatic League, and then had a great coaching career after that. And you know some of the players that he's worked with over there, who ended up here, include uh, Vlatko Chanchar, You've got Goga Batadze, Ibiza Zubac, and Nikola Jokic. And so he's got this reputation of like, he wor- he works with the bigs, but he's really good with them. It's, he came over here, and 
every Warriors fan knows, hey, they couldn't have done it without Kevon Looney in 2022. He was so instrumental. He, he was huge for them in terms of giving them size, rebounding, and making the right play. Dayon was a guy that worked with him. Yeah. And so I don't know if the common fan, even the super fan, recognizes the name. But you recognize the contribution. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see it across the league in quotes from guys uh, like Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Atlanta Hawks, who yeah. never played for him, but played against him in the Adriatic League. And a lot of the other European players, Boban Marjanovic is another guy that, that worked with them. These guys know who he was as a human and also know what he did for them and their careers. Um, and it, it, I, I, that's the part I always go to. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not just some guy. It's This was someone who touched a lot of NBA lives. And for a team, these are the people who are an integral part of it and beloved by players and as much a part of the team uh-huh. as the players that fans love. Um Milojevic also, uh, the stories from when he played um, over in mm-hmm. the Adriatic League and, and when he was, even when he was 14, he scored 141 points in a game in 1991. 83 of those points were in the second half after his coach made it clear that he would be the one taking all the shots. Uh, no one has Wait, more. See, so he scored like 60 points. Prior to yes. this coach. And then the coach is like, just give him the ball. <laughs> I like that. It's like he got 60 within the flow of the offense. Yeah. And then 80 later. 141 points. Yeah. So there are a lot of stories about this guy. Um, recommend going and reading about him. I, Big loss. I, huge loss. I, I just want to point out one last thing. There's not a head coach in the league who does it on their own. You think Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time? I do too. He doesn't do it on his own. You think Eric Spolstra right now is the best coach in the league? I do too. He doesn't do it on his own. They rely greatly on their assistant coaches, not just in terms of scouting opponents and not just in terms of working with individual players, but also you know, coming up with plays and out-of-timeout plays and end-of-game plays, whatever. So just understand, everyone who's sitting on that bench is contributing to your good feelings about this game. As long as that sticks with you, I think you can appreciate, like, wow, the Warriors lost someone very special and very important to them. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and, more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies your go-to companion podcast. 
Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, from a trade that actually happened to trades that might happen, right? This is according to Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, friend of the program. And Jake just had a deluge of names that are on the block. Can I, can I, you know how you have the, can we have on the block, it's like a, it's like a place you are, like you say, in the conversation oh, as a like bar. The like on the on bar. the trading yeah. block, the trading block is like at the corner of. Um, we need to pick streets. You know what I think of? What I I actually like, think of a butcher block. You to be honest, you but. think of a corner. I think of mid block at the bus stop. Oh, and if you get on the oh, bus, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got traded. There it is. If you the bus missed it, then you got to go back home. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pascal okay. Siakam last year waited at the bus stop. Nothing happened. Went back home. This year, he got on the bus. Got on the bus, Indiana. It says Indianapolis on it. And they beep, 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 beep. All aboard. <laughs> so these are the guys at the bus stop now. <laughs> we'll start with someone who's not at the bus stop, actually. How about yeah. that? Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Robinson. You know the NESCAC zone. Do you know what Pat Riley said? We, my, we love our sweet, sweet Duncan Robinson. My Duncan rides no bus. <laughs> He gets escorted, chauffeured. He's on a private plane, I mean. Well. Well. I just. Sorry. I, I, had it I got car. excited. We're doing ground transportation yeah, okay. right now. He's in an SUV. He's it, in an Escalade. He's in the back of an Escalade. With like Pat su- Riley. Like Succession. Yes. Right? Like he's riding with Kendall. He, Duncan Robinson would be. Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. <laughs> Don't even. I'm not even going to allow you to go any other way. He's Cousin Greg. But you know how Cousin Greg... Cousin goes, Greg worked his way to the top. Right. But you know how Cousin Greg, at one point in Succession, if you haven't watched Succession, it's on HBO Max. Watch it. It's great. So Cousin Greg, at one point, it was like, he looked like he's going to be on the outs. And then switch around with change. All of a sudden, now he's one of the most powerful people in the organization. Exactly. That's what happened to Duncan Robinson. Exactly. He went from Cousin Greg, you're just lucky to be here, to well, right here by my right hand. So, I love it. So Duncan is not available. Yeah, that's, that's the translation. Yeah, <laughs> he's not leaving Miami. He's not leaving the Miami Heat. He's untouchable, he's according untouchable. to Jake Fisher. Okay. Uh, who is a guy Who's a guy that you think is the most touchable? touchable? Mm, who do you think is the guy most likely to get on the bus next? Next guy on the bus. Now, Jake Fisher names some names. He names Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. He names DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. He names P.J. Washington. He names Dorian Finney-Smith. I would say, based on season going and incongruity on the court and value of the asset, DeJounte Murray has to be on a bus somewhere. Okay. This is a guy who defends, who shoots, who play makes, a big guard. He could play either guard spot. And Atlanta has no clue what it's doing. Yeah. They are five games under 500. They are struggling, and it's not working. And they are, by all accounts, above everyone who has their pulse. They are bought in on the Trey Young experience. Yep. So instead of saying, we'll trade Trey Young, they're just looking to move everybody. In fact, the report came out that the only two untouchables in Atlanta, the guys who are getting chauffeured on, around, are Trey Young and Jalen Johnson, right? Those are the two guys... They're not going anywhere. They're not getting on the bus. They're not getting on the bus. No. Everybody else available. So of all the everybody else is out there, mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray 
combined with a really, really, really affordable salary. Yes. That guy that guy's going somewhere. He's got a four year hundred and fourteen million extension that begins next season. You're locked in, basically. And that's that's peanuts compared to the caliber of player he is. So where would he where do you think he should go? Well, it's funny, the Knicks were one of the places that were very, very interested in yeah. getting him. I don't know if that's still the case after the OG. Does that still deal. make sense? I think it does. Okay. I think I think it's again my my whole thing about the Knicks. I've said it over and over again. The civil war between Impulse and IQ, and the IQ is winning, and Dejounte is another IQ guy. Mm-hmm. So you're just adding more to the table there, and presumably subtracting another. It depends, though, who's the guy that gets given up in this deal. Right, 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 right. right. Or is it just the carcass of Evan Fournier? Oh. And eight zillion picks, right? Because that's what you get picks yeah. for. That's what you. That's what. That's picks. what the pick. That's what the money's for. That's what the shout out to Madman, right? San Antonio is a place that's been allegedly interested. That's kind of wild when you think about it. A return to San Antonio for Dejounte Murray. I wonder yeah. if both he and Pop have grown. Because if you remember, there was a little bit of friction. A little bit of friction. Not, not quiet levels, but just enough to be like, maybe this thing has run its court. Mm-hmm. So I wonder him coming back, would everyone be like kinder and gentler to one another? And also, hey, don't know if you watch the Spurs game, they have no point guard. They've been running, letting Jeremy Sohan run point, and that's disastrous. And so DeJounte and even uh, Victor Wembanyama has talked about how, you know, I'm frustrating, I'm trying to learn or whatever, yeah. but like, it's hard. The guy doesn't. They routinely look him off. I don't know if it's on purpose or just due to ignorance, but either way, playing with someone who actually knows how to get him the ball, I think would accelerate his development. Other names. Other names. I mean, uh, one that's interesting to me is um, Laurie Markkinen mm. at, in, of Utah because they've been playing better. Yes, a lot better. A lot better. A lot better. And I think in in the first half of the season, people are like, oh, well, this could be very likely. Mm -hmm. Do you see this as something that could still happen, or do uh, they're locked in? Again, Laurie Markkinen is on a great contract. So it's like, it's starting to work. It's starting to happen for them. They're now in the play-in. They're going to try and get above the break, but we're probably not going to get there. But it's it's working. So you don't ruin that. You don't stop it again. Because Laurie is under contract, very reasonably so. Right. But I'm interested. See, I think Utah is going to be a buyer, not a seller. I like that. I think I like that for Utah. Yeah. Instead of instead of hey, what do you want for this? It's like hey, I want some of that. Can I get that? Right. Here's a name for you. I'm not even going to name a person. I'm going to name an entire team. About a few miles that away, across the river, not far from where you live. The Nets? The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I thought you were talking about across the river in Utah, and I was like, is there a river in Utah? There is, but we don't talk about it. The Colorado? Yeah, the the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. I think we're going to see fire sales. I do, too. Fire sales. We went to the Knicks, Nets, and even then in December, we were like, well, this looks pretty bad. Looks shaky. Do you think Mikhail Bridges goes anywhere? I don't think Bridges goes anywhere, because, again, his contract is amazing. Right. But I think guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, I think... uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I think. Uh, Dennis Smith, he has to move again. <laughs> this, this, look. That's the league. Th- it's not only the league, but it's like, at least that means they want you. Yeah. They want you somewhere. That's always a good thing. Yeah. The, the number one goal is not to stay with a team. The number one goal, remember, Charles, is always to stay in the league. 
Yeah, I've worked and at eight different companies in my life. I mean, there you go. And you're still here. You're still in the league. She's still doing it. There you go. Showing up every day. That's the trick, kids. That's seventy-five percent of it. Just show up. So uh, I think those two guys. I think you might look at some other guys. Maybe a uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Mm-hmm. Maybe even dare I say it? Shall I say it out loud? Cam Johnson. Who? Like I think Cam they, Thomas. Cam Thomas. I think Cam Thomas. He may- sticks around. I think he sticks around. I think they like him. Mm. But there's an opportunity. Spencer Dinwiddie's another one. I know he hasn't shot it great this year, but these are all players that are not, you know, blockbuster deals. But they could be extremely helpful somewhere else. Exactly. Extremely helpful. Which is probably why their roster isn't working for the Nets. Because it's made up of a bunch of guys who could probably be extremely helpful somewhere somewhere else. Somewhere else, yeah. And so that bus stop is real crowded. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins is another name. I just, I I don't know what the deal is because Golden State isn't going to wave a white flag. So they'd have to get something that they feel like helps them in return. Mm-hmm. But if you're Dallas, you're doing the same thing. And my, by the way, you're competing in the same sandbox. These are teams, I know Golden State has been struggling and Dallas has been playing well, but Golden State is looking for that magic elixir that's going to make them have this huge comeback. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it difficult if you're trying to deal with someone who's in that same sandbox. You know what that elixir is? What's that? It's a time machine. So Charlotte, bring it back full circle. We started by talking about the untouchable Duncan Robinson and how he's not going anywhere. But reports have surfaced out of Charlotte that Terry Rozier might be on the move and his preference, the bus he's waiting on, down to 601 Biscayne Boulevard, right across from the fabulous Elser Hotel, Kaseya Center. He wants to be a Miami Heat player. Who doesn't? Well, I don't. Yes, you do. Mm. Wait, the Seems Heat like are one Marcus Smart deal away from becoming <laughs> Charlotte's favorite team. But Terry Rozier. Yeah, there you go. Terry Rozier, tough defensive player, yep. excellent three-point shooter, a little bit of voov for an offense that at times struggles particularly when they're missing either jimmy or bam terry mm-hmm. rozier in miami i think that could be a nice fit well, remains to be seen though if you can't give up duncan robinson what are you giving up to get him tyler hero, tyler hero. no it's not going to be tyler hero. or is it i don't know well, he spent a lot of time at the bus stop tyler hero mm-hmm. he got left he never gets on yeah. but he spends like he just hangs out he just there like, so the, it's going Pat's to like Pat portland, riley's like can you just go see what's going on at the bus stop and hang out there for a little while the portland bus will come to pick you up at any moment now yeah and he's just sitting there he's like yeah you know like, like the kid that the last kid to get picked up and then he has to go mom are you are you coming yeah <laughs> pat dad Charlotte, yes. we're spinning the roulette wheel. We're uh, doing the thing that the croupier at the we're craft table does. We're rolling the dice. Yeah, that's what <laughs> they do. We're putting chips on the table because we're about to play Bet the Show. Bet the Show. And it's presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with promo code Oddball. Because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings. The crown is yours. We play this game Mm -hmm. where we have to hear a bet Mm -hmm. and then hear a wager. Mm -hmm. We got to pick one of these, though, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. We have to pick one of these. We got to pick one of these. We got three bets we got to choose from. Three bets, three wagers that go along with it. Put all our chips on the table. 
Yeah. They're on the table. Bet number one, Charlotte. Yes. The Pacers, with Pascal Siakam, will make the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. The wager is, are you willing to bet wearing an inflatable dinosaur costume? If you win, you can make a person of your choice in the Metal Arc universe wear the costume. If you lose, you have to wear the inflatable dinosaur costume for an entire episode of Oddball, right? Okay. Second bet. At the All-Star break, the Celtics will have the best record in the league, not just the East. The wager, are you willing to bet wearing a jersey on the show? If you win, you get a jersey, jersey of your choice. Retro or throwback are allowed. Sorry, no signed memorabilia. So you, that Larry Bird autograph one is not going to happen. Okay. And can choose to wear it on the show or not. If you lose, you have to wear a custom Miami Heat jersey of the shipping containers choosing on Oddball and the Dan Lebitard show. Mm. A lot of stakes on that one. Okay. Third, third bet. Neither Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic will win MVP this season. Okay. And by the way, this is a bet you can actually make on the DraftKings yes, Sportsbook Yes, you can't make that bet. The wager, are you willing to bet a day at the racetrack or highlight? If you win, you get to live it up like a part owner of the Cyclones or hit the sweet life a la Jokic at the track. Nikola Jokic is not included in this wager. If you lose, you have to stand against the fronton as your co-host gets to whip a highlight ball at you or race against the horse. What? I have questions about the logistics of that last one. Can can if you win it be you can stay home? Oh, you just, don't want to live it up as a part owner of the Cyclones? Just kidding. Um I this love one. doing stuff. I love doing stuff. Um okay, I mean you which, know Which one of these bets speaks to you? Well, the the problem is that if I take the Pacers being in the Eastern Conference Finals, that mm-hmm. means that the Celtics are not. Not uh, really. They could be playing the Celtics in the Conference Finals. Oh, I forgot. You just assume the Miami Heat will be there because she's a Heat fan. No, no, no. I told no, you no, guys. No. Shh, shh, shh. I got confused with the finals. I was like, the East can't play the East. The East has to play the West. Sure. But that's the finals, not the we Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, I'm taking know. that one. I'm it's taking... Really? Yes. Over the Celtics one? Yes, because um, I feel like being surprising... Oh, okay. <laughs> you can take the Celtics one. I, like, I'm not. I'm not going to be the person who jinxes the Celtics. I mean, but it just feels like such a slam dunk. They're tw- yeah, I know. They're a bajillion nine. games ahead yep. of everybody else. God, I mean, Minnesota's the next closest. I like living on the edge. I put all my chips on one roulette thing. I actually lost 120 dollars doing that once. Because that's how I thought you played. I didn't oh, know you, you could you spread, spread your it chips out. out. So you need to, you yeah. need to hit the so tables I'm, of me. I'm very bad at betting, but um, I'm so I'm going to take that first one because it seems fun. It, it is a fun one. It's a fun one. But number two is a slam dunk. I'm taking the second one. Okay, great. DraftKings Sportsbook app, DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Remember promo code Oddball. And a reminder, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Practicing with what I'm about to say about the Pacers is about their picks. It's not quite the picks that the Pacers picked, but... But Peter Piper, who Peter picked Piper, the pack of pickled peppers. With pickled peppers and pepperoncinis, whatever that means. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.